Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. You're <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just throw right back at him. I'll say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Oh, quitty boy, episode 99. How 99 good. not out. 99. Wow. We were having a bit of a discussion before recording, and it's actually quite amazing to think we've come this far. Mm. I mean, we won't get too sentimental. We'll save that for episode 100, but, geez, we've come a long way. We yeah. had to listen to our first episode, and safe to say, I don't want anyone to listen to that ever again. Couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't listen to it. It was too much. It was tough. Like, it was what? a tough listen. It's just bizarre. Two nervous young boys. Nervous for... Not sure why, but we were we were nervous and um, slurring our words a bit and taking deep breaths and nervous laughs. And Imagine we were live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had the luxury to go back and edit the recording. Imagine if we were live. It would have yeah. been completely different. But nonetheless, we've grown. We've come a long way. And, yeah, um, you know, episode 99, it's big. It's yep. big. It's bi-week as well. So it was uh, good. We could focus a lot more carefully on some of the individual games. Yeah, um, Exactly. It was good. Good week of footy. It was good. And yeah, celebrating, well, not celebrating, but 99, Fev, up there on the screen. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough for Carlton supporters. The first thing I thought of of when when I thought of 99, what photo can we put up there? Sums it up perfectly, I reckon. Yeah, that was a tough one for footy fans in general, not just blue supporters, because that's a once in a lifetime opportunity that Clarko's ruined for everybody now. So I hope you're happy, Clarko. But yeah, anyway, we'll move on from that. Thanks, Clarko. That was All 2008. Right. It was a long time ago. <laughs> um, what was that? <laughs> Jeez, the social media manager, seriously. Cackling Jack. You wonder what we pay her for sometimes. You, you've lost your chance to come on now. All right. Um, shit, now, now, where are we? All right, let's talk around <laughs> 12. <laughs> Can you tell we're 99 episodes yeah. in? All right, round 12. Geelong making their move. What do we reckon? Jeremy Cameron on fire, six goals. He's had two really good weeks of footy in a row now. Yeah. Um, and he's absolutely flying, yeah. So he'd be, they'd be loving life, the Cats. And yeah, like you said, just on a roll, hitting the straps at the right time. Like still midway through the year, obviously, but they're just getting the job done when they need to and going to Marvel Stadium and getting over the top of the Doggies who usually play pretty good footy there. It was a good result. Yeah. I mean, that absolutely smashed him in the first quarter. It was almost game over by quarter time. I think it was like seven goals to one or something yeah. like that at the end of the first. Yeah. So well, the dogs did well to get back into it, but you you almost think like, well, but then like, yeah, as good as Geelong were in that first quarter, you know, they still, the Bulldogs dominated the, the next three. So they probably should have won it in the end, the dogs, I, th- I think. that Their first quarter was just too poor. Yeah. And I think that was the issue. I mean, I think it was one goal five to seven goals two at the end of the first. Yeah. Um, and after half time, Geelong only kicked four goals. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. you know, the Bulldogs really should have clinched that one and arguably the better team for majority of the game. It was just that one quarter really let them down. Yeah. yeah. I think Geelong, are, they always do this though. They're, they're a bit up and down, you know, the first half of the season and then they uh, they know how to come good at the right time and they've got a lot of players to come back as well. So I think they'll be right up there again. Oh, I think you can never doubt them. No, that's the problem with, well, the problem or the upside of Geelong, depending which side of the fence you're sitting on. But yeah, it's uh, definitely one of those ones where you know Geelong will... Do what they have to at the right time of the year, with especially with a lot of their veterans. Um, yep. They're well and truly experienced in this area. What about Baz's ban in that same game as well? What were your your thoughts on it? Yeah, I thought it was an interesting one. Yeah, it's not every day you see someone headbutt somebody. Yeah. Um, once again, it sort of upsets me with the inconsistency of the MRO. I mean, I think the two-week ban was fair. Um, but then, you know, you go back and the buddy one was only a week. And then the one the couple of weeks before that, there was a Marlon Pickett, which is just a bump into the arm that was deemed as it could have been dangerous, um, was a week as well. And it's like, well, hang on, how do you – I don't know how they decide yeah. 
what gets given what. But um, I thought the two X was definitely there. You can't go headbutting blokes, it's especially to the head, which yeah. is what we're trying to wipe out. So fair play. But it was interesting. I think after the game as well, Zach Tui and uh, uh, Bailey Smith there were sort of you know having a chat and having a laugh about it. So it was you know all. Or no harm done. Yeah, but it's yeah. just the heat of the moment sort of stuff, isn't it? White line fever. A lot of players yeah. get that. Um, and I guess that's one of the beauties of our game. Is a lot of the time, there's not a grudge that's being held. It's usually yeah. once the game's done, that's that's sort of it. Swept yeah. under the rug. So Would well, you see the, the shiner that came up on, on Tui's head as well? Like I straight did away. That. Yeah. yeah. So you got him pretty hard. So I think two weeks feels right. Yeah, three yeah. would have been way too much. Yeah, I think two And one, one wouldn't have been enough. So, yeah, yeah, two is right on the money. Did you see what Zach Tui said after the game in the change rooms in a uh, uh, post-game interview? No. They were asking uh, about Bailey Smith and uh, Tui pretty much goes, I think Bailey Smith's sort of winning in all aspects of life, more so than me. So, <laughs> you know, whatever whatever happens to him, happens to him. I think he's winning regardless. So. Yeah, that's a fair call. Which, you know, with everything that's going on in Bazalanka's life at the moment mm. from the cotton on ads and... Uh, Monster Energy and just and he was, he's doing a lot. He was front and center of the, all the boxing stuff that was happening during the week. Yeah, as with well. the Monster Energy crew, he was yeah. like all, with all them. He met um, yeah, Damien yeah, Lillard the other thing. night. Yep, yep. You know, Dame Time. So yeah, that was time. yeah, you know, a bit of Crazy AFL NBA crossover. Well, cool. he came for the boxing, and that's yeah. yeah. It was good that he went to a game of footy, and hopefully, you know, not that he's going to go spread the message, but hopefully, tells a few of his teammates and sort of the AFL or the word gets out a little bit more because it truly is an incredible game. I reckon he's definitely. Raving about it to his mates right now. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. So. Um, what about the D's? Two in a row. D are they seriously derailed now? <laughs> I think that's a stretch. I think it's fun to say the term derailed, yeah, but it it's uh, nah, def- definitely no concerning signs there. Sydney are a great side. Yeah, they lost to a very good Sydney team um, in the week before. Obviously, a very good Fremantle side. So. Yep. No harm done. They're still missing some key players that'll come yeah. back. And I still think they're cruising about 70% Melbourne at this stage. Yeah. So I'll be right. Once they hit their straps, that yeah, they'll be fine. I yeah. mean, I think if, no if, one goes if this drags on though, then there definitely could be some serious concerns. Yeah. But if they get, you know, if it's only a couple in a row, they'll bounce back. They'll well, be fine. I'm pretty, pretty sure last year they went nine and zip. And then I think the back half of the year, they, they went, their record was four and four. Yeah, and they still finished top of the ladder and won the flag. So yeah, they lost to Adelaide, Collingwood. I think they drew with Hawthorne, the back half. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the. So others, might have been the four wins, four losses, but there was a draw in there as yeah. well, which I yep. yeah, which I missed. But yeah, so there's no concerns, no yeah, concerning signs yeah. there at all. Yeah, you know, that yeah, their performance probably in that second half was a bit flat compared to what they usually produce. But um, yeah, I think yeah, I'll be, they'll be fine. And yeah, Sydney and Frio are both two two great teams as well. So um, Max Gorn was. Unbelievable as well, as you always, as always but yeah. yeah, it obviously reminiscent of the prelim final last year. Yeah. The way exactly. he played. Yeah, he but was great. Sydney, once they get up and going, they're so energetic without Buddy as well. Tom yeah. Papley, the way he celebrates. Mm, so I mean, good. you hate it when it's against your club, but how good's his celebrations? Yeah, very good. And tell you what, I was at the I was at that game on Saturday night and the Sydney crowd, they were louder than the Melbourne the Melbourne crowd. And Melbourne supporters that were there were also saying it. As well. Well, we, we brought it up last week on the podcast and it was posted on our socials during the week. What is going on, Melbourne yeah, fans? Not sure. On SCN, numerous supporters today um, mm. rang up and said that it's really poor. Like, you're reigning premiers, where are you? And I, I used the term plastic fans, and until I start seeing more fans in the crowd, I'm sticking yeah. by it. You can buy as many cheese boards as you want, but if you're not going to get down to support your club, you know. But why are they plastic? They've just won the premiership. Well, like, I, I don't understand. Like there's nothing to jump off on. I know there's certain as- you know certain reasons why people aren't going, but their their crowd attendances have been very oh, it poor. Has. The last couple of weeks, two three weeks have been 
terrible. And they've got a really good stretch of like home games, or technically mm. they're playing Collingwood as an away game, but it's at the G. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll talk about the Collingwood Melbourne game coming up, obviously, in the, um, shortly. But Collingwood, you would expect we're going to bring eighty five percent of the crowd. Yeah, I know. It's bizarre. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I mean, I'm just you know, you, you speak from previous experience when you know the reigning premier from the from the year before. The, the games are packed. Like when you, when you guys, when the Tigers were flying, I mean, you still get massive crowds now, but when you guys were flying, you're pulling big crowds every week. Oh, the numbers were they were doubled. When you're successful, yeah. the numbers double. And everyone yeah. makes jokes about bandwagon supporters and all that, but it's just a given. Of course it, it just is. happens, yeah. People are more, like, the more of your half-hearts sort of supporters are going to be more inclined to go when your team's winning. And that's yeah. just a given no, no, fact. No. It doesn't matter what club you support, it's going to be... Across the board, that's that's just the way it is. And that's why I'm so surprised that Melbourne are reigning premiers. They were undefeated for the majority of this season. And there's, the crowds are still really poor. And I, yeah, I'd love a... I know there's not going to be an explanation, but I'd love one if there was. Yeah, Well, like, it's hard because I feel like all the Melbourne supporters that we know are, are going to the games. So we can't even... So it's like, it's ask. hard. To, you can't ask them because it's like, well, they're going. It's, it's who, who are the ones that aren't going? That's, that's what I'd love to know what their mindset is. And I don't know, is it because it's... Cold now and, you know, ski season's around the corner. Are they all uh, heading off there? Who knows? Who knows? But well, Yeah, I mean, we, we touched on it last week as well and we said that they're not going to be as big as some of the big four clubs. No, you can't compare. They're, they're not the same sort of size, um, but it's still. But you'd expect more than 32,000 to a top four matchup on a Saturday night. Melbourne, Sydney, there's Saturday no, night, primetime viewing. Like no it, local footy. Um, no, there's no... I can't see any reason why you wouldn't beat that game if you're a Melbourne supporter. Yeah. And yeah, credit to the Swans. I mean, there's a lot of South Melbourne fans, obviously, that, yeah, they're loud. that live in Melbourne. But yeah, yeah, it was so so good to see um, them up and about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you mentioned the Pies before. Are they finals bound? They've won three on the trot now. I think so. If they continue this form, absolutely. They're um, they're playing some finals finals style finals, football. Finals, yeah. some finals style football at the moment, and. When it gets down to it, I mean, obviously last week they had a close win against you boys, and then this week against Hawthorne, another close one. Like they're just getting the job done, and mm-hmm. when it gets tight, they seem to find a way. Yeah, and players are stepping up. Ollie, Ollie Henry, yeah, he was good. I mean, for those who didn't see, it, Ollie Henry's stepped up, taking a big mark, going back, missed the set shot. Mm. Most guys his age are going to think, I could, someone else should take the net. Like you know, that's it. Like I've ruined the chance. And get let it get to your head. Two minutes later, he's taking another massive grab. Going back, kicked the goal. Like, he didn't let it affect his confidence at all. He's gone back and slotted it and arguably won the game for them. Um, it's just players like that that are stepping up in big moments that you wouldn't normally expect. They're not relying on Pendlebury or Sidebottom or Dugowie. They're letting, I mean, Dugowie did kick a big goal, but, you know, it's all these young guys that are coming through that are doing some great things. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and Hawthorne, Hawthorne were great in that game too. Like, they, I mean, Collingwood dominated the first half. But once the rain started coming down, Hawthorne really looked like the better team. And that Hawthorne probably should have won it. They the should end. have clinched it in the end. Yeah, they they were probably stiff not to not yeah. to hold on to that one. And but the last five minutes, five ten minutes, yeah, Collingwood have got the job done. Like as pretty much as similar to what they did the week before. Absolutely, they just found a way to scrap it out and yeah. uh, get the win. And it was really good seeing the the battle of probably the two favourites for a Rising Star nomination in yeah. uh, Nick Dacos and um, Newcomb. John Newcomb. John Newcomb. I was yeah. about to say Josh. I'm like, I know it's not Josh. <laughs> no. John Newcomb. Well, Nick Dacos had 36. 36. Unbelievable. Yeah, 36 and 22 kicks. And I think. For a first year player. Oh, and Newcomb had, I think, 24 and like 12 yeah. tackles or something. Like that. Yeah. Completely different style of player, but both had arguably a similar influence on the game. Yeah. And I thought it was great to see that 
yeah, two young guys just going head to head, and you know, they, you look at the odds, and a lot of places they're pretty much even for Rising Star Award yeah. this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, Dacos is is freakish, a once in a generation kind of player. Getting thirty six touches in your first season is crazy. It's not the first time. Like, I think this is this yeah. is probably his best game. Yeah, but he's had a lot of high disposal yeah. games since being in the league, and it's yeah. only what round? What are we? Round eleven? Round twelve? Round yeah. twelve? So yeah, exactly. Um, well, also in that game, Jack Inovan, he was a bit of a, a talking point. Not exactly for the for the right reasons. But Not the reasons he has been the last few no. weeks. And it's Cody Waitman's in the same boat this week as well. And obviously a little bit of, about them sort of playing for free kicks and, you know, milking it a little bit. Um, and look, I think they do. I mean, Cody Waitman's come out and said that he's sort of – it's his skill set is being able to play for free kicks and get himself in a position to – Win a free kick, and whether that's ducking or throwing your head back a little bit, making putting a little bit of mayonnaise on it to yep. look good for the umpires. But we saw that happen. But then on the other hand, we saw big moments missed in the last quarter of that Collingwood Hawthorne game. We, I thought Jack Ginnivan was taken fairly around yeah. the neck, like he didn't duck or anything. Definitely, but it wasn't paid, and I think that's partly a bit of a boy who cried wolf situation. Yeah, for sure, that's exactly what's happening at the moment. Um, I know Whiteman came out and said that he's got the skill set to um, get these free kicks. When you're saying that, you're opening it up for the umpire. Then the umpires don't want to look stupid as well. So they're not going to pay it if you're known for playing for free kicks, you know? Because they're going to be like, oh, I fell for it. Yeah, exactly. So it's, 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 they've, yeah, they've, they've dug themselves a little bit there. They've probably gone a bit too much over the edge with it, I feel. But at the same time, it's, it's up to the umpires to, if the free kick's there, you, you pay the free kick. Well, that's the thing. And that's what I didn't like with it was the fact that, yes, they did maybe play for it a little bit earlier in the game, but at the end, of, like towards the end when it was happening, it's a different situation. Like it's almost like you got to wipe your memory and start from scratch with these guys because mm. you can't just not pay it because oh, you know he ducked earlier. Yeah, you, you have to pay it. It's there, and you know, I've, I've, like they won Collingwood, which was lucky for them. But if they had a loss and given a miss out on a shot on goal, fifteen meters out, you'd be hearing from it from Collingwood fans. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Rightfully no, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great young player and he'll, he'll be another one. He'll be up there in the rising star this year as well. Oh, yeah, he'd be, he wouldn't be far off at all. Yeah. Especially his influence on the scoreboard, I think, is probably yeah. the biggest thing that he does. Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, he's, he's great. Probably one of the most watchable players in the AFL at the moment too. Oh, yeah, he's just so exciting, isn't yeah. he? Every time he goes near it, the crowd goes nuts. They love him. Yeah. They love him over there at uh, Holden Centre. Oh, what's it called now? The uh, It's a different name now, yeah, isn't it's it? It's Holden. It's, um, oh... What AI Vitality, it? Yeah, Vitality something Center. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, they've changed it. They've changed a few times now, but yeah. down at Collingwood, we should say. So, yeah. not they love Ginnivan down there. Yeah. What about the Gold Coast Suns? They're still flying. They're hot. I mean, Is this the it was against North. Still. But they we, dominated. I think they got how many? It's like 78 inside 50s or something. Yeah, it was, like it, a was, it was ridiculous. And we say this, you know, whenever someone beats a team like North or West Coast, you can only beat who's been put in front of you. And the way that they went about it, it wasn't just the win, it was the way they went about it, the way they played um, the pure dominance that they showed. Have you seen the rest of their fixture going forward? Yeah. I mean, great draw. Yeah, great draw. I mean, we're still talking about Gold Coast here, so anything could happen. I don't want to jump the gun. Yeah. But you look at who they've got. They've got some very, very winnable games for the rest of the year. They could very well make the eight, and you know, if it as long as it doesn't push the Tigers out, I wouldn't mind that. Well, that could be that spot. I think that eight spot is really up for grabs, isn't it? Absolutely, it's going to be a bit like last year. Yeah, I think. Whereas, yeah. you know, who wants to take it the most? And it's going to be down to who, who's hungrier. Yeah, well, you've got Richmond, Collingwood, Bulldogs, Gold Coast really fighting for that spot. Even Port. Sydney are kind of there. I mean, Sydney, yeah. 
I mean, they'd probably, they'd probably think they might finish a little bit higher, but it's going to be wh- a bit of a log Yeah, down. the way they're playing now, you'd expect Sydney to finish higher, but then who knows if they have another slump like they did a few weeks ago yeah. and they lost to Gold Coast, you know, at the SCG, then who knows? Yeah, exactly. But, geez, you'd love, you'd love if Richmond didn't make it, you'd, you'd probably choose Gold Coast to be the team that, like, took your spot, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know. If you had to pick a team to, to take your spot, who would yeah, you Yeah, if I had to pick a team, I'd, I'd pick the, the Suns, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for Just sure. Because you've got no real like rivalry against them, or well, I'm still and dirty about the games them. you lost at Cairns, <laughs> which wasn't really. I mean, you can't fault a team for beating you, but yeah, yeah nah, yeah. nah, definitely the Suns. Just more because it's a story. Like we we haven't seen them play finals, and if it was yeah. anyone that was going to do it, let's give it to a team that hasn't done it before. Yeah. You know, rather than a Bulldogs that's won a flag in recent times and things like that. So it's very well overdue. Oh Way yeah, overdue. They're, they're too far gone yeah. now. And yeah. I mean, teams from all other codes, famously don't last on the Gold Coast. And yep. the Suns have lasted a long time, but without playing finals, how much longer can that continue? Exactly. So there's all talks about that Tassie team coming in. If the Suns mm. aren't playing finals, yeah, it'll be interesting. But I think, they're, yeah, they're a very good, very good chance of playing finals this year. Yeah. What about uh, the great man, Nat Fife? Nat Fife, right, made, his, made his debut for yep. Peel Thunder this Peel weekend, Thunder. which did you see the crowd swarm him after yeah, the game? it was good. I love that. Cool I thought scenes. that was cool. And he was like, very good about it too. Absolutely. He was taking selfies. He was yeah. getting around everyone. It felt like a bit of uh, Buddy's 1000th goal yeah. about it this year, but like a smaller crowd, obviously. But <laughs> no, I thought it was good. And um, good on, you know, Nat Pfeiffer deciding to go through the VFL, or the, the waffle, I should say, giving mm. himself a bit of a warm up or introduction back into footy before he yep. takes it up to the big time with playing for the Dockers. So... I didn't mind seeing that, but I did think it was funny when the Peel Thunder posted a photo of all the debutants of the day and you see Nat Five standing there, mm. a two-time Brown medalist yeah. debuting. So I thought good, that was something it? funny. But yeah. nah, awesome to see Five back out there. He's one of my favourite players in the game. I love the way he goes about it. So I'm excited to see what he'll do for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, and look how good Freo are going at the moment. And just to think that they've got Nat Five waiting to come back in is, is crazy. So they're only going to get better if they, if they get yeah, uh, half good Nat Five, really. And that five fifty percent is still a great player. Oh, hundred percent. Where where do you see them playing? Because that's been a bit of a talking point this week. Do yeah. you see them playing him back in that midfield? Because they don't really need him as a transition player. They've already got that with the players they've got on the park. I, I personally see him doing that bit of a dusty, goey, mm. you know, sort of fifty yeah. fifty midfield yeah, I think forward 50-50 role. Fifty would be the, the way to go. I know five came out earlier in the year and said the forward experiment with him is done, mm. but. I still see him playing a lot of time down forward. He's so good aerially. Like yeah, he is. In the air, he's hard to stop yeah. for a guy his size. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to see him play a bit more forward, but also you know spend time in the midfield and do what he does best. Yeah, I think both. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we know how good he is in the air and he can take a great mark. But yeah, he's midfield work. He's just a big body as well. Um, he's surprisingly big too. He's got yeah. some of the radar for how big he actually is. Yeah. Exactly so. But it's going to be interesting because he hasn't played for a very long time as well. And um, yeah, since the last time Nat Five played, Freo were a very different team. 100%. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, it'd be great to see him back. Absolutely. Well, Freo definitely weren't knocking off uh, Melbourne and Brisbane two weeks in a row, were they? No. When Fife was playing. So no, exactly. all credit to the Dockers for doing what they're doing in recent times. Yeah. Uh, AFL soft cap. I saw Dimmer Hardwick had a few things to say about this today. And yeah, what are your thoughts on it? I thought the comments were a little bit interesting coming from Dimmer because it almost felt like he was, you know, saying a little bit hard done by and whatnot. But I think it depends on which way you look at it. I, so what the, basically the complaint is at the moment is the soft cap has taken the like a lot of money away from coaches, staff, things like that, um, and the soft cap also contributes to the head coach's salary. So. If you're successful, your head coach obviously gets paid more, does he not? Then the club, like, yep. 
you know, like Noble at North is going to get paid a lot less than Dimmer or yep. um, Goodwin. So that's just the way it's going to be. So what basically what he's saying is because the Tigers, for example, are paying a lot or so much for him, they can't afford to have as many assistant coaches and other coaches around the players. And he's saying, well, the, all clubs should have the equal opportunity to have the same players around them. Like, why should our players be punished for having success in recent times compared to other teams that are lower on the ladder and they get more support around them? And it wasn't just a Richmond thing. It was sort of all teams that are successful, but obviously having it in recent times, it looks like he's maybe having a bit of a cry. But I actually don't mind what he's saying. I think COVID's done now. We're starting to get crowds back, unless you're a Melbourne supporter. And I think, you know, let's try and introduce these things back and get coaches back in. Because a lot of coaches we're losing as well. AFL coaches are going to coach at local level, VFL level, because there's more money there than what they're going to get in the AFL. And I think that that's wrong. So Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. It's, uh, yeah... I mean, since yeah, since since twenty twenty, it's just been just all over the shop with that sort of stuff as well. So yeah, and I'm not saying we do a better job. Obviously, we've got no yeah. idea what we're talking yeah. about. But I just think yeah, if there's a way to fix it where you can get these assistants back in, and yeah. you know everybody has the same amount of coaches and equal yeah, opportunity, I guess, sure. to, to thrive, yeah. then why not? Yeah. Um, the Sentinel. This was the best news I've had all week, um, and especially we found out what was it ten minutes before recording tonight. Yeah, and finally. I don't know if it was Brad Scott or who's pulled the pin here, but finally someone at the AFL has decided and realised that the descent rule had been taken too far and hopefully this is the last night we'll have to talk about it. So they've loosened the interpretation of the descent rule now. So they're going to allow players to show emotion um, as long as they can also show restraint at the same time, which who knows how that's going to look. I mean, we're obviously going to have different interpretations of what emotion, emotional restraint looks like, but... At least now, you hopefully we can see some players raise their arms at least and sort of question the decision mm-hmm. or, you know, yell to themselves or something, you know, without seeing a 50-metre penalty that's game costly. So you're saying so the one, the Dugowie one from a few weeks ago won't be a 50 anymore? No, no, won't yep. be a 50. They actually said that in the interpretation yep. rule that that one would not be a 50 anymore, which it shouldn't be. That's that's not a 50-metre penalty in, in anyone's eyes. Yep. So I'm glad they're changing that. They're loosening the interpretation. So any matter of time before it gets thrown out altogether, yeah. I think that and the stand rule, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad they're actually yeah doing something about it and they're not being stubborn with like as what Brad Scott was a few weeks ago when he came out and said it's it's all fine, nothing to see here. Well, I wonder if they're not. Like, I've seen a lot of comments saying that the whole idea behind this rule was to bring more respect to umpires and all the rest of it. I feel like it's done the exact opposite, mm. and by no fault of the umpires, they're just doing what they're told, but. The rules are so hard to adjudicate and everyone now is hating on umpires week in, week out. And there's always – how many episodes have we done this year alone where we've, there's been a segment where I've trash-talked the umpires yeah, or a lots. decision that was made? Lots. Pretty much every episode. So hopefully this will be the end of it. I know it won't be, um, but it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right, let's move on to around 13, second week of the buy rounds, another short weekend of footy. Uh, Thursday night footy's back though, which is great. Uh, Very interesting. They've got Thursday night on a bye week where there's less games. Yeah, so the like a game a day, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, which I don't mind. At least it's consistent in terms of where the yeah, footy's so on. So you've got Thursday, Friday, so one game Thursday, one game Friday, one game Saturday, two one, games Saturday, one game no, one game Saturday, oh, one, Saturday, one yeah. game Saturday night, yeah. one game Sunday, one game Monday. I don't mind that. At least it's consistent. They're not overlapping. Yeah, I mean, it's just which yeah, is something different. Normally, less games for us overlap. to watch. Uh, per day but, exactly right oh well but uh, yeah Thursday night Richmond Port geez big game you there back at the G I'll be there absolutely um, 
excited back for Thursday night footy. I enjoy. It'll be good. Enjoy going midweek, which is good. But um, no, it'll be a good game. Richmond Port, some players expected to come back. I think from both sides. So really interesting clash on our hands here. I mean, being at the G and just I think we're gonna we hopefully hit some good form with a couple of players coming back in Kane Lambert and Noah Bolter. I think the Tigers will get the job done. But I've seen Port Adelaide do scary things at the G especially this year, so as you remember. But, um, yeah, I'll give the Tigers the win here. Yeah, yeah. I think Richmond, just because it's at the MCG. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. It wouldn't surprise me if Port, uh, Port get real close. But, yeah, I think the Tigers. Is, is, um, is Lynch back this week? No, no. no he's back week. for Carlton the week after. Great. Great. Well, speaking of key forwards, the next game, Essen and Carlton. MCG Friday night footy. Big Harry Mackay might be back this week as well. He's pushing. He's ahead pushing of, ahead of schedule, so that's going to be huge. I mean, the game speaks for itself, really. Essen and Carlton. No matter what's going on at both clubs, um, it's always a massive game. It's the game I look forward to the most every year, and um, the game I get the most nervous about because you really just don't. You can't lose this. You can't. The consequences of losing this is real. Real bad. Now you said that last week about the Pies game, but I think this, no, this is just is another worse. level. This, this is, is a lot worse, isn't it? This is worse. Um, just because Essen and Carlton been, had very similar paths over the last 20 years where we've both been very average. You know, where, um, you know, where Collingwood and Richmond have had their success, where Essen and Carlton, the two, you know, two of the, the big four, um, have just sort of had the same shit. Really, you're both on about similar amount of premierships too, aren't you? Yeah, both on sixteen. Um, so whenever we play each other, it's always yeah. You, that's the big game because we've never really had too many other. Um, yeah, we've never been towards the top of the ladder. Is what, what I'm trying to say. So we've always uh, this rivalry has always gotten bigger and bigger. But um, but uh, with the way Essendon's going at the moment, I definitely expect us to win that. I really can't see Essendon winning many games unless it's against North or West Coast. So yeah, for me, Carlton for sure. Um, but on that, you spoke about Harry Mackay coming back. As a Carlton fan, if they're bringing him back ahead of schedule, but it's a game against a team like Essendon that, apart from yourself, most people would expect Carlton to win, would you prefer them to risk him and bring him back a week early or wait the extra week and bring him back against the Tigers a week after? I know it's a tough one because you don't want to say any game is a gimme. but Yeah, I don't feel like they'd risk him, to be honest. I feel like if he plays, he's ready. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're risking him. Um, no way, especially with, you know, a likely final series that we're, we're going to play this year. You you just can't risk him. Just If he's right, play him. If he's not, save him for, for Richmond the week after. No, absolutely. But I'd love to see him out. I think he will play. Um, that's what all the talk's been so far this week. So, um, And, geez, we need uh, we need our key position players back because we are running thin on them. So I wouldn't mind Wettering coming back this week, though. That'd be, that'd be nice. I feel like they'd be pushing yeah. him. I feel like they'd be pushing him. <laughs> yeah, very unlikely. Um, but, yeah, no. Nah. Should be a good game on Friday nights. It's also Essendon's one fiftieth year anniversary, which is um, definitely something to mention. That's massive for the Bombers. It's mm. a, a very prestigious club. We all, we obviously hang a bit of shit on him here, but one fifty years long time to be around in the comp, and obviously sixteen premierships have done a lot of great things in their time. So yep. in a bit of a down slump now, but yeah, a lot to celebrate for Bomber supporters. Yep, absolutely, and let's hope uh, the Blues can spoil the party. Well, you spoiled Richmond's one hundredth year um, celebratory game. When was that? 2008. Okay. We also spoiled Collingwood's 125th. So you got so to... we like you spoiling got, parties. Yeah, you are going to say you've got a history of doing so. So hopefully yeah. it's good signs for Blues fans. Yep. Fingers crossed. Um, Saturday Arvo, or Saturday Twilight, we've got Frio and Hawthorne at Optus. Frio. <laughs> in Melbourne, you say this would be a great game with Hawthorne the way they've been playing. But yeah, you can't go yeah. past Frio. They're in too good a form at the moment. And Nat Fife potentially back. So yep. 
Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, no, Frio for me as well. Saturday night, Brisbane Saints at the Gabba. This will be a good game. This will be a really good game. Saints have been playing some good footy at the moment. You don't really see Brisbane losing at the Gabba to anyone just about. Yep. So I'm going to go Brisbane, but it's probably going to be one of the most anticipated games for me this week anyway. Yep. No, I think Brisbane as well at the Gabba. They'll definitely want to bounce back after last week. But I think if the Saints can win this one, oh boy. They'll be, uh, they'll be up and about, and I think they'll be seriously talked about as well if they aren't already, but I think they can knock off Brisbane at the Gabba. They'll, uh, they'll be huge for their top four aspirations. Um, and Sunday, we've got North Melbourne and GWS at Marvel. I mean, I mean, you say that, but GWS aren't too flash either. No, but North aren't good. Nah. Yeah, nah, nah, <laughs> no, I'm North not going to try. Big call yeah. this week. No, no. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, Giants Giants will get this one done quite comfortably, yeah. you'd imagine. Yeah. And then the final game of the round on Monday, we've got the traditional Queen's birthday clash between Collingwood and Melbourne. The big freeze celebration. The big freeze as so well. If you haven't got your beanie, go down and grab one. You've got your, I've got mine I on today. I wear it. Oh, well. Now, you've got more hair than me, so I've got to keep my noggin Not on. really at the moment. Yeah, you've gone short. You've yeah. gone short. Um, sure. But now I've got the beanie on tonight. And yeah, if you can go down and get one, support the cause. It's obviously a great thing. A lot of people... Obviously have them already. Um, it's been going around for how many years is it now? I think it's the eighth. Is it the eighth one? Yeah, I think, I think. it might be. So it's a long time going, but it's a great cause and we all love getting around it. So get around that. But yeah, this is going to be... The way the Pies are playing, this could be a really, really good game. And I yeah. said that the, other, uh, I said that the uh, Brisbane St. Kilda game could be my most anticipated game, but this is definitely pushing it as well. Yeah, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. I think the Pies will be... They'll really fancy their chances here. Um, especially with Melbourne's form and, and Collingwood's form and com- complete opposite at the moment. So, but geez, you think yeah, if, if Melbourne are the team that we all think they are, they win this. Yeah, I, it's, I find it hard to tip against Melbourne at all this year, regardless of you know having two losses in a row. Yeah. So for me, it's going to be Melbourne, but I'm really looking forward to the game on hand. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. It always is, always a great day. Um, all right, that is round 13 done. Um, it's a bit quicker when there's buy rounds, isn't it? It, it? Flies. Get through it. it absolutely flies. And now we're already at your Crimea River, if, you, if you've got one. Yeah, it's, have one. It's, no, it's been tough this week. There's not really much to sort of have a sook about. It's been a short week, which I haven't minded. It's been all right. A bit of a rest week for us. No stressing about our teams winning or losing. So I haven't minded that too much. So I, might, I think I'm going to pass this week on the, uh, the Crimea we River. We can what? pass. There's no point crying about something for the sake of crying about yep. something. So if I don't have it, I'm not going to bring it up. So no, nothing for me this week. Yeah. No. Okay. So you just uh, just leave me to do the big call by myself. Absolutely, right. mate. You well, do you want to do the big roll. call instead? No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> what was mine last? Oh, yeah, that's right. Gold Coast to make finals. So we'll never know until uh, another couple of months. That one's smart. So hopefully we forget that you made yeah. the call. So I probably should do a weekly one this week. And I'm not doing North. Um, no, north, you are a write-off, surely. Yeah. No, I'm not doing North. Um, to beat the D's. No, I don't think I'm going to go head to head. I think I'm going to do a uh, tough one. It's, it's a real tough one. Hey, this is the spontaneity of it. Nat Fife returns against the Hawks. Kicks three has thirty. Oh jeez! All right, I, I, I love it, but that's. Yeah. I mean, that's the what, definition. What, are, of you big da- are you doubting a dual Brownlow medalist? Are you? Yeah. In peak condition. Look at his pipes. Look at his. His body at the moment. He looks fantastic, but he hasn't played footy in a long time. But he, he's, he's Nat Fife. I'm going to write this down. Nat Fife, <laughs> 30 and 3. Yeah. I don't think that's the worst big call I've done this year. No, it's not the worst. Every time you put North into a big call, it's been your worst. Yeah. But I, don't no, I did mo- say I, I don't Tom Lynch to kick 8 one week and he kicked 0. 0 did 4. Did Did 0 4 and did a hammy. <laughs> well, he was on track if, you, yeah, you know, if yeah. he kicked straight and didn't pull a hamstring. So that one wasn't terrible. No. But 3 and 30. 
Look, he's every chance. He's not five, so it'll yeah. be interesting. We'll, we'll have to wait well, that, and see. That's what a big call is. I'm not. I'm not going to go. Uh, I'm not going to go something um, predictable, am I? Absolutely not. We love a bit of Nat Five talk on this channel too. Yeah. We've spoken a fair bit about him today's episode. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, I think for episode 100, if we do a big call next week, we we have a sting for me, please. We'll get one. We'll get one organized. Yeah, I feel a bit left out. Well, you've got one, and no, I don't. So. Well, if you start getting some big calls right, we'll work on, we'll work on a sting. Yeah. So. All right, fair enough. All right, well, uh, that is it. And yeah, next week is episode 100. We've got some big things planned. So uh, make sure you uh, are definitely listening to next week. It's uh, it's going to be very exciting and a lot to celebrate. We've uh, come a long way and who would have thought we'd, we'd be 100 episodes in. So um, yeah, very exciting things for next week. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. We said it before, we've come such a long way and you know, really thankful for the support we've had along the journey. Yep. Um, but yeah it's going to be a really special episode for us and hopefully everyone else out there yeah for sure alright well um, yeah enjoy uh, enjoy this week of footy good luck to your team if they're playing and yeah we'll chat next week on, on episode 100 <laughs>